0: far and has gone to win the game. The Mets are on their way back. World champions for the 27th time. Home plate for all things Major League Baseball. This is the Nosebleeds podcast on WFUV Sports.
1: Hello, and welcome into Nosebleed's WFUV Sports Baseball Podcast. I'm Maddie Bomanti, joined today by my co-host, Annabelle Watson, Owen Kelty. And we're finally into the second half of the Major League Baseball season. Here in New York, uh, You, I guess you could say the teams could have been way better than what we've expected so far and it's been probably a less than exciting first half for many Yankee and Mets fans but now that the second half is underway we're hoping that things can turn around for everybody but before we get into talking about Yankees Mets and anything else happening in Major League Baseball I just want to ask Annabelle Owen how are you guys doing today I'm pretty good. Um I would say as a Yankees fan the
2: state of affairs are pretty poor right now, but um I can't complain too much other than that the sun is shining. It's a nice day out. So the Yankees are probably my biggest issue right now.
3: You know, I was having a good time but then between the Yankees and then my car breaking down in a parking lot this morning, not not really having a great a great day so far. Thank thankfully the Yankees are off today so it can't get that much worse, but other than that, it's been pretty good. I feel like that's just the
1: epitome of everything now. Like, Aside from that, I was talking before the show about the Mets lost today, and I had left for like five minutes to go get Chipotle. I came back, and they were losing by five runs. And so alongside the car breaking down, I found out my Chipotle bowl was 90% lettuce. So I feel like just nothing is going right <laughs> for anybody. Yeah, not
3: a great day today.
1: <laughs> not a great day for us, but... Let's talk a little bit about this Yankees meltdown that's going on. They lost 7-3 to the Angels last night. They had a 1-5 road trip to start the second. They are – that was their ninth loss in the last 11 games, and their offense has just been – it has been terrible. Aside from that, there is just a really negative energy going around in the clubhouse. Uh, What we see from Rodon yesterday, blowing kisses to fans – in the Yankees dugout after he gave up six runs. I thought it was really similar to the thumbs down gate that we saw a couple seasons ago from Baez and um, Lindor and people on the Mets. But they have not won a single season series in July. And they were facing the potential of the Angels sweeping them for the first time since 2009. And they just could not do that yesterday. So I, I want to talk a little bit about last night's game, just what we've seen of this series, and then What do you guys think this team can do to really turn things around going into the second half?
2: Yeah, well, for me, I think the biggest thing we've seen out of this series with the Angels is... I think there's definitely a need for an attitude adjustment among the team. And right now, the only person who has the kind of attitude that I want to see is Tommy Canely. Uh, He had a giant outburst towards Carlos Rondon last night um, after he did the whole kissing thing. And I think that's the kind of fire you need. We're just not seeing that among the Yankees right now. And not to sound like your typical Yankees fan, but I think that there's kind of this lack of fire and really wanting to win like, you know, the Steinbrenner era, the Jeter era. And I think they've kind of lost that, you know, there's a clip of Volpe and Rizzo like laughing in the dugout when they were down four runs. You just don't want to see that, especially when this second half has been so bad for them so far. You want to see them get mad and want to win. And, and to see them laughing like that, it definitely puts a damper further on things. I think a big issue for them right now is their offense. They just aren't stringing anything together. They're striking out, and it's it's just tough to see. There's really no sign of life, except maybe for Glaber. You had a stand home run last night, so I think – As a Yankees fan, I'm hoping that he continues that. He can maybe get on a hot streak. But, you know, everyone knows Stanton is a very, very streaky hitter. So, you know, you have to be cautiously optimistic with that. And then you have the home stretch coming up against the Royals and the Mets, which if they don't perform in this upcoming home stretch, I think you really have to think about selling at the deadline.
3: Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Besides Glaber, they really have nothing going on offense. He's got a 10-game hitting streak though, so he's really been the only positive. But for the team, like what you said, like the attitude's just so bad in the dugout. And what you saw from Tommy Canley is kind of what you want to see from everyone. Because everyone in dugout is just everyone's smiling or having a good time. But even look at like the offense in general. They played the Rockies, who are the worst team, I think, in the National League. And then the Angels, who have been skidding before the All-Star break, and then you're not facing great pitchers. It's not like they're facing Otani, like, on the mound, any of these games. And you're getting nine, 11 shutout games every single – or 11 strikeout games every single night from these starting pitchers who are coming to the game with a seven ERA. And you look at the lineup, and you can't really say it's, like, bad players, and it. it's just people who aren't performing. And kind of from Stanton, you'd expect, like, the streakiness. But you look at Anthony Rizzo, no home runs now. It's been two – two months. today's the two-month anniversary since he last hit a home run. And they keep saying he's fine, but ever since he got hip-checked in the head by Tatis, I mean, he's looked lost at the plate. He was changing his stance mid-game, I think, a couple of games ago. So I don't really know what's going on offensively. Obviously, you look at if you get Aaron Judge back soon, he was running the bases. That's a big change in the lineup, maybe change up the energy. But this is going to be a huge homestand for them. Royals, another team that's not good, facing a lot of bad starters again. And the Mets, obviously, same spot as the Yankees, really struggling, but... I think if you don't start turning around this homestand, you have to look at not selling necessarily, but not adding a ton.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with both of you. I think looking at this lineup and what we've seen, I think Rizzo has been a major disappointment for them in terms of he's lacking a lot of what he used to give for them. And the no home runs is was originally not the end of the world for me. But now that we're going on two months not seeing anything, it's gotten to the point where it's like something has got to give. Um, and we talk about Glaber and we talk about he's the only one hitting and then it brings up the question of the deadline and what are the Yankees going to essentially do because they don't have many great options right now. If you are going to sell what you're going to try to do, they said that they want to upgrade something at catcher. They said that they obviously want to do outfield, but truly like looking at this lineup and what they've been producing all season it's really hard to say like this person can actually get the yankees something that's a good piece for them because right now you're looking at um if you wanted to get rid of torres like what you give up your only hitter that's hitting anything so you can't really do that you could get rid of ikf but I, even then like that's kind of like a question mark so the the, the whole problem with the yankees right now is, is like we talked about these next two series Are really the formative parts of what are we going to do to make ourselves look presentable at this deadline what can we do to really shape the okay we're going to either sell we're going to try to upgrade what are we going to do we want to look formidable at this point if they go on and they lose against the royals and they lose against the mets they are going to look like the laughing stocks at the deadline and i don't know what they can do to honestly turn it around um but on the bright side, we do have to say is that Judge is apparently making more strides with his recovery process. He could make a return coming soon. I feel like we're saying that every week, but he can make a return soon. So looking forward into the bright spots and you look past the deadline going forward now, where where do we think this team kind of ends up? Because we kind of wrap up our Yankees talk. Where do we think that this kind of team ends up towards the end of the season? Are we thinking – um, our major catchers are still going to be there. Are we thinking Higashioka, Higashioka stays? Are we thinking, you know, any upgrades in the infield, outfield? Where does this kind of team, into, hopefully going into the postseason, where does it look?
2: Yeah, for me, I'm, I don't think they're going to make any major changes. I think it's kind of hard because, as you said, There's no pieces that they have right now that they can trade to get something significant back. Um, And, you know, I think there's no reason to completely throw in the towel because Judge is probably going to come back. If he was ruled out for the rest of the season, then I think it's a reason to kind of turn the team on its head. But there's no reason to do that right now. I think that they're gonna go out and get a piece hopefully that can really boost the offense um whether that be someone like cody bellinger or another rental i think cody bellinger would be a be an awesome option personally he doesn't strike out much he's a lefty i think that they unfortunately i think they I, I don't know about the playoffs right now. I think it's very dependent on what they do at the deadline. I think if they can get judge back after the deadline and get these guys going and hopefully have another piece, maybe they can make a push. But I think right now, the question is that they've kind of dug themselves a grave there. They might be too far behind now that judge may not help them when he comes back. Cause you know, we really don't know when he'll come back right now. Um, So I think that it's definitely definitely going to be a disappointing season at the end of it. Um, Whether that be them making the playoffs, I don't think they'll get too far, to be honest, not to be totally pessimistic. But, you know, I think definitely they've really dug themselves a grave and it's going to be hard to get out of it.
3: Yeah, I think coming towards the trade deadline this team's going to move towards like something that they did in 2016 where they're going to look to move some expiring contracts or like old veterans and call up more rookie players i mean 2016 they called up gary sanchez and he almost carried them to the wild card so i mean i think they can move one of the catchers trevino or higgy and then call up austin wells who's one of their top prospects and look for a spark in them but i don't see them really adding a ton to this deadline maybe go after a guy like dylan carlson who's on the cardinals he's uh Under contract for four more years, I believe. And that's like something that can help you in the future. Rentals wise, I could see them going after Bellinger in hopes of extending him. But that's like something that I think with the next two weeks would decide more than like if they're closer to the wild card. But I definitely think they're going to do more of like a retooling thing, try to get some younger guys up and see if they can make a playoff push. And if they can't, which right now with the roster they have, I don't think they would make the wild card. So they definitely have to either change something up, call up some young guys. But some a surprise person, I think, that they might trade look at trading is Bader, just because, you know, they have a top prospect, Jason Dominguez, coming up. His projection is next year, and Bader's an expiring contract, and you could maybe net a top prospect out of him like they did with Chapman in 2016. They got Gleyber Torres. But besides that, they really don't have any pieces on this team that they could trade to get a guy, like, get a top-tier prospect like they could in 2016 with Aroldis Chapman.
1: Right. And I think now with the Yankees heading back to the Bronx, hopefully things can calm down a little bit for them now that they're back on home turf. But across town, the Mets, who had, oh, what is a nice way to say this, an abysmal first half with just inconsistent pitching, horrible hitting in July, uh, finally have hit somewhat of a curve against the white Sox, taking two out of the three games they lost today um but uh just as we're talking the mets because of the sterling Marte in uh migraine issue going on the il mark vientos is back on the roster now he will join them in boston and he will be back in boston to play with them um but the mets as a whole have been really tough to watch this year. Uh, As a Mets fan, it has been really brutal to see what has gone on with this team. And there are aspects of this game that every single player has really kind of regressed in this year. And I think... There's been a lot of questions about the Mets going on at the deadline and what the Mets are going to do. But I think currently looking at this, I do expect the Mets to make some moves here. And if they didn't, I'd be really upset because there is some huge mismanagement from management with uh, certain players, I think. The use of Daniel Vogelback has been really weird this year. He has been batting very high in the lineup for what he actually is doing, and he's not doing much. Um, I will say that defensively, this team has been very bad Everybody is making an error almost every single game. Uh, Brett Beatty has been missing a lot of plays. Pete Alonzo had a muffed play today. Jeff McNeil has, was turned the wrong way today, fielding a ball. Like, no, there, there's so many defensive easy errors. And I remember a couple games ago when they were posting it on MLB or ESPN. It was like, some, what's going on in Queens right now? What is going on against the Dodgers? And it was the, it was the worst compilation of Brett Beatty getting hit in the face by a ball and then just people shutting down and I couldn't I could not watch it it was horrible but I could literally go on and on about how much I'm frustrated with the Mets but I want to hear your guys's take first so what have you seen with the Mets now going into the second half maybe in in relation to the first and where you think maybe their deadline shift is headed
2: Yeah, I think the Mets are in an interesting spot because with this White Sox series up until today, I think there was almost a little glimmer of hope with them. Uh, Verlander had a great start um so I think that does give you a little little glimmer of hope but then they kind of mess it up today by losing um I think that there's a lot of mistakes that can be corrected Maddie like you mentioned those defensive mistakes that you just can't be making um like you said I think there's been a mismanagement of Vogelbach I think that you know there's There's been problems on both sides of the ball that I think can be addressed at the deadline with the Mets. Um, And I think they're in a similar position um, as the Yankees. I think that they have a farm system that could be really valuable. And I don't think you want to completely empty it, but right now I think they're in a position where they've gone out and spent so much money um, and they need to have a team that can be successful in, in the near future. And I think you kind of have to do that by acting now at this deadline. I think Canna is a very valuable piece for them. Um, and I think they could address both sides of the ball. I think they can get a good position player and I think they can get a bullpen piece possibly or maybe even a starting pitcher piece. But I think the Mets are more in the position to to get go out and get a piece at the deadline just because of the money they've spent. They they need to be successful uh in the near future and I think that they they have a lot of holes to fill and I think they can take away guys and get guys back for more return. I think they're in a very interesting position and you know we saw they they have Verlander, they have this good core and I think they just need a few more pieces to really be successful
3: yeah and I think the problem with the Mets too all year is just that they've had too many players like to put in the lineup every day that no one's really playing consistently every day besides like McNeil, Lindor, Pete Alonso, like every day you're rotating between three catchers and then your outfield's always constantly changing it's just you've so many players and rookies that they've been trying to like fit into this lineup and try to make it work that it really hasn't so far there's no consistency in the lineup so I think Coming the trade deadline they should try to look to get rid of some of those pieces and look for bullpen help especially with still uh nothing on if edwin diaz is coming back but most likely still gonna be out for the whole year but their bullpen is terrible i mean you look at the i was at work the other day i'm watching the game see eight to one next thing i look at the screen it's 11 to 10. i was like what's going on it's it, the mets bullpen is just not very good and they need to look to improve that especially when you have that many batters in your lineup that you have enough that you can get rid of some and get some good valuable pieces back I think they should look to do that especially they have a ton of young guys that I think that they can move on from a um, couple of like prospects that they could definitely get away with moving for to make this team better because they're all in as all in can be they have to make moves to get better they have a high payroll so their time their window to win is now and I think they really should go I'm not like all in on this deadline, but they need pieces if they want to make the wild card because they're still six and a half out.
1: Yeah, and and I look at this lineup and I definitely think people need to be sold at this deadline more than anything because I, I think that I agree, the consistency is a major problem. And it's why I firmly believe it's why players like Vientos did not succeed in the majors because he was just not played at a consistent manner and nobody knew how to use a young kid. And so that didn't work out. And now you look at the third base situation where we were splitting time between Beatty and Escobar. Now Escobar has gone. So now Beatty can have a more routine third position. So two people I really expect that could get trade value are Mark Hanna and Tommy Pham. I think Tommy Pham has exceptional trade value, but his injury now that he got injured in today's game, he got taken out. He – with the potential of him going on the aisle, I'm very concerned then about his trade value. Um, the question then would be with that is somebody that I've been waiting all year to see in this team, uh, Ronnie Mauricio down in Syracuse and the Miners has not been up yet for whatever reason. And so I would like to see him given a chance with this Tommy Fam aisle stint if he if he ends up going on the aisle. Mark Hanna, going back to him, I think Mark Canna was not the same player we saw in 2023 that he was in 2022, but I still think that he can hold a lot of trade value, and one team that's been looking at him in particular has been the Mariners. And so if there's a chance he goes back to the Mariners, I'm pretty sure we could definitely get at least somebody in the bullpen out because like you said oh and this bullpen is horrific and there's one i want to talk about right now and that is none other than drew smith i dread every day drew smith gets on the mound and today was no different today drew smith got on the mound and five runs were scored and the game was lost it was a 2-1 game and the game uh maybe not four but it was something like that but he gave up multiple multiple runs um I hate watching him pitch. I I really like, he gives up home runs or he gives up runs. He's not been a consistent pitcher. Um, When you have other guys in your bullpen, Robertson has been mismanaged by Buck to me. Um, I don't know why, like, if you go further back in, like, series, he wasn't used... um, back in like june for a couple of series and then it screwed up the whole rotation and when they played teams like the astros he couldn't pitch and and it was just messed up and showalter i just don't think knows how to use the bullpen um at all and i think that that has been a very negative thing for them and they could use more bullpen people because with edwin diaz like now throwing like he's throwing constantly in like warm-ups and practices I don't, I really don't even know how confident I would be to use him much in games, depending on how he feels at the end of the season, if the Mets aren't really making contention right now. They're fourth in the NL East. Um, They are pretty far back in the wild card. They are, the division is not even a question. They're not getting the division. So it's now a question of, do you really want to use him? Um, And like we talked about on a positive note, I was very impressed by the Verlander start. I think finally there was something that we got out of that with going eight innings, which he, I was not expecting him to do. And I've been waiting for somebody to go eight innings. Um, Quintana today for his first start back off the aisle for the first time this year as a Met, I thought was pretty decent. I, I was pretty satisfied with it. He could have tanked, he could have bombed like how Scherzer and Verlander did earlier in this year, and he didn't. I thought it was good. Um, but, unless this team really turns it around hitting and they can offload some of these extra players, like Tommy Pham could really give them something. Um, Alvarez being a highlight of this team, he is like now a mainstay of this team for me. Um, He DH'd today and I was at least happy to see him back in the lineup. But all in all, this Mets team has been dysfunctional at best. And I would hope they do something at the deadline in terms of selling and offloading some of these players, but we never know with them because this management has been interesting in its infancy. And so I'm hoping for the best, but we talk about the trade deadline and we look at the trade deadline and there's one name that kind of outshines the rest when you're looking at the stats right now. And that's Shohei Otani. Two weeks, we are now ahead of the August 1st trade deadline and the angels are around five hundred, so that ends. That begs the first question that I want to ask: of Is Shohei Otani going to still be an angel at the deadline? Do we think so, or do we think not?
2: I think he probably is not going to go anywhere um during the deadline I think Moreno seems pretty dead set on keeping him there and I think it seems unlikely that a package worthy enough of Otani at the deadline would actually be put together um and for some GMs I think it's the right move to kind of sit out this trade deal and then participate in the bidding war during free agency um I think that definitely with his West Coast preference, him staying with the Angels for the deadline seems pretty realistic. Um, But I think come the end of the season and come free agency, he's definitely going to be moving from the Angels. And while Moreno does seem pretty dead set on keeping him in LA, I think that it almost seems obvious to try to trade him because most of the Angels roster is injured and he's gonna leave anyway. But um, you know, there's some stubbornness going on there. So I think he's likely to stay with the Angels uh for now, for the rest of the season.
3: I'm gonna have to disagree. I think like they're gonna have to trade him because he's gonna leave in the offseason. There's cause he said he wants to win, he wants to be on a winning team. And I, like, I do think he's going to stay on the West coast, but I, I think a team like the Orioles like, should go after him in the trade deadline. They have a huge, really good farm system. They're first in the, in the probably the best division in baseball right now. They're in first place and their payroll is like super low. And you have all these guys on rookie deals for next six years. You can afford to offer him more money than every other team and convince, try to convince him to stay and play for you. I mean, They have a good fan base. They're kind of under the radar, which what he wants. I know it's not the West Coast with what he likes, but the Orioles, I think, are like a sleeper team for him, especially if they wanted to go all in. They could give him almost all of their payroll and be fine because every single player on their team is now on a rookie deal, basically. So I think the Orioles are definitely a sleeper team that could go after him.
1: I am somewhere in the middle with this, in which I believe that if the Angels want to really – make an impact and do anything they their top priority should be to get rid of him at the deadline I don't actually think they are because I don't think they're gonna be smart enough to pick the package they want I think the Yankees and the Mets are both gonna put in offers and they're not gonna go anywhere I think it's just the name of the game they're going to do it and I don't think they're gonna they're gonna get anything from that I also agree I think he stays on the west coast or in the western area of major league baseball and then it's a question of where i know for a f- i just know the dodgers are going to do something i hate it and i don't want to see it happen but the dodgers are going to put in something and the dodgers are probably the most interesting team for him the question is, is if we're looking at this at the deadline or if we're looking at this in free agency, if we're looking at it at the deadline, I don't see the angels wanting to do a deal with the Dodgers. I just, I just don't think it that way. I just don't think management wants to do that. But if you're looking at this next, if they don't train him at the deadline, I think the Dodgers are a huge team for him. But if we're looking at other teams, I also think the Orioles are an interesting like team that should put in an offer on the East coast. I just... I think that it would be a a good team for him, especially with uh, Adley Rushman being a catcher and and having him catch with him. I think that could be good. Um, But going back to the West Coast, teams that I think prominently could do something is I could really see him in Seattle. I think Seattle would be a really good fit for him with the young talent that they've developed, where they're headed in the West. I think the Mariners are a much more interesting team compared to the Giants and the Padres are kind of like a mess payroll wise. And I just don't see the Padres. I originally thought the Padres could do something, but I just don't, I just don't see it working out for them. So I think if we're looking at West Coast teams, to me, the Mariners have the strongest, I think the Rangers are another interesting team that could be brought into it now with Jacob deGrom being out and they're kind of lacking a, a star studded pitcher that they would probably go for something like that. But I think, this, I, I think this whole situation is very interesting with the Angels not really being confident they want to deal anything. And I think now, more than ever, they're leaning towards not doing anything, but it's in their best interest. And I think that it should be their top priority, too, if they really want to do anything, because they can at least get a whole farm team out of this. They could get, like, I think that what they said is they're not even considering offers if there's no two top 100 prospects or something, something like that. And so they could get four to five prospects out of this. You wait till next season, you're not getting anything. So I don't really know in their minds, other than they think they can really make a run in the postseason even though they're sitting at only like around 500, I I just don't see this working out any way for them other than just to get rid of him. So I think that's what they have to do. I think the deadline will be a very fun time this year. I'm actually very excited for it because I just want to see some shakeup in these teams. But I expect all the big teams to make a splash and impact. It's just a matter of, are the Angels going to want to do anything at the end of the day? So I think that's kind of where, the, uh, where Otani and the Angels stand and where Moreno stands and that whole situation. But that will do it for us today here on Nosebleeds. You can check out all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts. But from Owen Kelty and Abel Watson, I'm Maddie Bomonti saying so long and enjoy the rest of your week.